the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. I hope you're going to have another great weekend here. Now, uh, last week, we did something different, and I really did enjoy it. We had the call-ins. We're going to do that eventually a little bit later. So that was kind of fun to have people call in live. and uh, Well, they called in on Thursday, but get some, some uh, listeners on the air. I really did enjoy that, and we will be doing that again. But... We have an election to win, folks. This is a battle. If you have not seen what's going on on the television sets or anywhere else where we have this rabble of unwashed, smelly, hippie, scum, spawn, I guess they're called Antifa, but I think my description is far more accurate. Anyway, these uh, purple-haired freaks are out there destroying our cities, and they're claiming they want a revolution. They're claiming they want to destroy everything. And in fact, they're doing it. And a lot of these cities are being allowed to do that. So this election is going to be super, super important. As you know, I do financial planning and consulting, uh, not on the side. That's actually the main job. (laughs) The radio show is on the side. (laughs) I have a lot of people asking me about this election. Where do we need to do? What, What do we need to prepare for? So this is on people's minds. I want to take the rest of these shows from here going forward and kind of Use them as a way to help us get prepared for any event- any eventuality that happens after this election season. Hopefully, we'll be inaugurating a Trump, re-inaugurating Trump going forward, because other than that, I just can't imagine the insanity we'd be living with. Now, joining me, a gentleman who's been on our quest, as we've been tilting at windmills up in Excremento, trying to do the right thing at all times, is Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the Director of Development of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. This is a man who's fighting the fight every single day. You know, you watch Trump, how he gets beat up in the press all the time. He gets up the next day, puts on his pants, gets out there and does the job. Rick's doing that in California with just about as much love from our governor as the press gives Trump. Right, Rick? Yep, that would be about right. <laughs> and we love we love you for it. Now, you guys, uh, California Rifle and Pistol Association, have been successfully fighting this unconstitutional magazine ban, but now we're at a whole different stage. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and l- inform us about this. Yeah, <clears throat> thank you, Phil. So the, the stage we're at right now is a stage where the state had a choice to either allow the ruling, which I want to point out was the third ruling against the state, calling them unconstitutional, for the part of both uh, Gunmageddon, which were the series of laws passed in 2016 under Kevin DeLeon and Governor Brown, as well as the Prop 63 that was pushed by, at that time, our Lieutenant Governor, now our Governor Gavin Newsom. And specifically, Duncan v. Becerra is the case that covers 
what is called the, they call it the, the State the Large Capacity Magazine. But I think it's it's important that all three judges that were involved in the affirmative that we were correct it was unconstitutional have called them standard capacity magazines. And so a quick review is, you know, I always use this analogy, but if, you know, other states you go and buy a car and you get five tires, real tires with real wheels. But in California, you get that donut tire. And yes, you can drive on it, but nobody would want to drive on a donut tire in the four-wheel drive during a storm or something because that's a huge. So same idea. You know, it's the idea that you can buy a, a firearm, although very limited, only 800 are available in California compared to thousands in other states. But with those firearms, you can only have a 10-round capacity magazine, and the governor was seeking to remove any magazine over 10 rounds out of state or turn law by insistence who had them prior to that law in the criminals. So there's several constitutional issues of which we're suing on all of them. Like I said, case went through. We've had three victories. The latest at the Ninth Circuit, Justice Lee's ruling and opinion is just beautiful. And then uh, the governor decided at the 11th hour that, yeah, no, we're, we're going to go ahead and ask for an en banc. And what an en banc is, is a 11-judge panel. It's not a guarantee. And so the stage we're in right now is the state is trying to make its argument of why the justices on the Ninth Circuit, which is fairly balanced now thanks to President Trump, should uh, call into question the judgments of the three of their members. So anybody can figure that out. That in a workplace, you're being asked to criticize one of your fellow members of your staff. That's an awkward position just from the get-go to be in. So the state is trying to make the argument. They're trying to play an optics game. And so what I want to talk to your people about is we've had some criticisms of like, well, why aren't you guys filing stuff right now? Because you know, we have some people that are court watchers. And... I want to explain right now, this is a time for the state to make their argument. They are giving us their playbook. They're telling us what they want to do. But they're also giving an opportunity for all of your listeners to start to really be able to have some ammunition to push back. Because a lot of us only say, hey, this is really just a few people at the top trying to push their way down and trying to reorganize the government. You get, well, where's your proof? Well, all you have to go do is look at the en banc filing that happened earlier this week. It's up on our website at crpa.org. You can go look at it there. But what it has is the names of the attorney generals from 16 states that joined uh, with Becerra. And the first two names that I'll point out on that document are that of Letitia James, the attorney general from New York, and Carl Racine, the attorney general for the District of Columbia. So the first thing is what they're trying to do is show that this is a national issue because both of those attorney generals are in the second and fourth districts. Um, so that's what they're trying to do is say, see, 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 that this is a, a countrywide problem. But it's actually the reverse of that. This is why the fight is in California, because if they could get it done in California, then those 16 attorney generals are going to bring it back to their districts and their states and say, they did it in California, they should do it here, which goes to the argument that I'm always saying on your show and other shows, you can't run from this assault. You have to stand and fight because this is the proof of it's happening in all, there's 11 districts and it's happening in nine of the 11 districts. And so I think that's important for people to realize that these people are doing it along with those. If you, if you said, okay, well, you, you cherry-picked two people. We can take Kwame Raul, who's out of Illinois, which is the 7th District. Who's Kwame Raul? He's the Attorney General who has worked for years and is best friends with 
Rahm Emanuel, who goes directly to the Clintons, the Bloomberg, everybody. You know, you can go to look at Kathleen Jennings out of Delaware. And Delaware happens to sit in the third district. And, you know, Kathleen Jennings was uh, an attorney that worked right under Bo Biden, which is uh, Vice President Joe Biden's son who passed away a couple years back. And Joe Biden helped her get into that position as attorney general, very close friends, family friends, dinners and stuff, at least pre-COVID. Um, she may visit him in the basement. I don't know. That's usually your line. But, um, what does she smell know. like? We'll have to ask Joe. Know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you got Keith Ellison, who comes out of the state of Minnesota, that we have seen um, how lackluster Keith Ellison has been in trying to fight all the civil unrest in his state. You got Claire Connors out of Hawaii, which has its liberal issues. You got Ellen Rosenblum, who is the attorney general in Oregon, and we've been watching the mayhem in Oregon, as well as the attorney um, from the state of Washington, you know, who is Robert Ferguson, and we, we see all the problems up there. So when you start to look, this is the who's who of the Democratic, we are ready to give up the government to the, you know, socialist side, the leftist side, and like I said, this is written for nine districts. So when we tell people these cases are landmark cases, they're important, the work that we're doing is important, because we're not just fighting for California, we're not just fighting for, you know, states of Arizona, Nevada, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii, and uh, the Marshall Islands, and Guam in the Ninth Circuit. We're literally fighting, in this case, for everything but six states that happen to be uh, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, because they haven't filed yet. So the big thing I'm trying to let people know is we are fighting back. We have things lined up. We will be coming and getting a lot of groups to file amicus briefs, but now's not the time to do that. Now's the time to let them file. Let us read everything they're doing, and then we're going to respond greatly. So I want people to know we are we're, we're prepping. It's just this is their shot across the bow. Well, it, it's amazing when you actually see the depth of what we've been dealing with here. And and as you said before, we say this all the time. Go into Arizona. Go into Colorado, Utah. You are not getting away from anything here. The Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Schlemiel's, as some people refer to them, cover those states. So any decision right. they make, even if it was came out of California, covers you. You can't fight it by running. You have to stand up. You know, G-O-Y-A, get off your couch and join the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Folks, uh, pick up the fight here. Go to crpa.org. Join them. It is absolutely imperative. crpa.org. You need to join them. You need to help them fund them because they are fighting for your rights only every day. While you're out here fighting for the mighty dollar, they're fighting for your rights. That's what they do, and they do it very, very well. Rick, thank you so much for your work on this, and we'll talk to you next week with another update, right? Yeah, and I just I do want to do a quick shout out to uh, Brownells. I know you've used them, I've used them, but Brownells um, came up and gave us fifty thousand dollars in oh. the fight. So Brownells has seen how big a fight this is. That's right. Best, and, uh, best place family. to get your gun parts, guys. Brownells.com. Right. AM five ninety. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Now, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, 
Our topic is going to talk about the Second Amendment and fighting for your rights, as you just heard with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. But every week, our companion in our battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Get off the get off the couch and get in there, man. Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammos, big arms, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, we highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, bullseyesport.com. Um, absolutely great guys over there, and that's where you need to go get your stuff. But kind of interesting, we just heard about that uh, $50,000 donation by Brownells. It's pretty amazing. Now, if those of you who need gun parts, Brownells is the place to go. I mean, I've bought several things from them. If you need the obscure uh, Remington 700 BDL floor plate, that's where you're going to go, right? Yeah. Uh, triggers, but all, all the off parts that uh, basically your local stores don't carry. Uh, I've seen tons of 45 1911 parts on there. Anything. It's like... It's like the Chevy store when you want to accessorize your truck or whatever it is, right? right. All the aftermarket things. Yeah, stuff you can't find anywhere else. Exactly. That's the place. So brownells.com, and I'm bringing that up because they gave $50,000 to the California Rifle and Pistol Association knowing knowing that they're doing the good work. So thank you guys for that. Folks, joining me here, I have Kevin Humrighouse. Did I say that correctly? Perfect. I, I said yeah, it fast I in case I messed it up. <laughs> That's hard to do. <laughs> Uh, I've known Kevin for several years. Actually, I think I was introduced to him by another listener. We went out to the desert and did some long-range shooting. Yep. Then you joined us on a couple of pig hunts. Yeah. And uh, then you took a, a spot I used to have on the search and rescue team. Right. So awesome. So you're on a member on the San Gregorio search and rescue team. The rescue team. Right. The. The, the rescue, rescue team. <laughs> Yeah. There are others that are affiliated, but this is the rescue team, San Gregorio. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh, about a year and a half. year and a half? Yeah. Very good. And thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, one of your specialties, and we hooked up on, on this, talked about it for a long time, but now you're getting a little bit more active in helping people with comms, and you've got a, a website and a YouTube channel where you're, mm -hmm. you're working on that, which we'll get to. But as I said earlier... I want to start focusing on helping people get prepared for any eventuality that we have, right? right. You know, we've got great product sponsors, um, stuff like that. We want to talk about them. But give us your website, your YouTube channel, and what you're trying to do. Okay. So uh, what the YouTube channel is W6RIP Radio Adventures. W6RIP is my call sign. That? W6RIP. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's my my ham radio call sign. It's a vanity call sign that I chose. Um, figured the RIP would be easy to remember for most people, so it's kind of neat. Um, but I go, I make videos about uh, taking radio outdoors, going up to mountaintops. It's called Summits on the Air. Um, and that's showing your how YouTube to, channel. It's called W Six RIP Radio Adventures. Okay. But I do videos showing how to take radio comms portable and get in touch around the country. Now. Last year, how many peaks did you bag in this local area? 30? My first year in 2018, I did 43 peaks. 43 peaks. Yeah, and last year I joined the team, uh, the search and rescue team, so a lot of training got involved. I moved out from Orange County to San to uh, Yucaipa, so that took a lot of time. So I kind of slowed down a little bit and uh, 
focus on work, but I still get out there. I put up videos. Hope I try to do a video a week, and I use different things. I use like handheld uh, ham radios to get uh, local, you know, just uh, get local communications going. And when you're up on a mountaintop, you're kind of like a repeater. You can get out 100, 150 miles uh, if the right person is listening. Every direction. Every direction, yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything's line of sight with radio. So when you get up to a mountaintop, you have a lot of line of sight. So what he's saying about line of sight, and folks, this is important. When you're driving, you have to look at your radio to hear us. No. <laughs> Not quite. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good because yeah. there'd be more accidents, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. if that were the actual case. So, but line of sight is enough. from your repeater station. You have to be able to hit a repeater station. That repeater station then transfers it other places, and they're almost always elevated. Always, yeah. always. So, like, I kind of like compu- uh, radio frequencies. Line of sight, I compare it to like sunlight. So, there's sunlight. It goes straight. It doesn't bend. There's shadows. So, I kind of like compare it to that. Uh, you can be. Can you use your radio at night? Of course, oh, just <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> but if you're, you know, behind a mountain, uh, you know, uh, radio frequency doesn't travel through rock, and it'll go through, you know, different frequencies. It'll go through walls and doors. Now, and are there some? Is there some bouncing effect off the lower atmosphere or different? Not? Different frequencies all do different things. Yeah, um, they'll bounce off the ionosphere. They'll bounce off the mountains. They'll. Uh, they all do. They have their different characteristics. So right now we've got this big fire uh, that's happening in Yukaipa, your mm-hmm. hometown, right? Yeah. Um, I, I understand it started from a gender reveal party, but no one remembers if it was a boy or a girl. So I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> it's all for nothing at this point. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, I saw a, a meme today there where the, you know, they're dropping the red. Retardant. Oh, so it's a so girl. Go, it's a girl. <laughs> it's like so bad. Like, Dang it. Oh, man. That yeah, fire's terrible. You know, we knew within a couple minutes, and it was a good thing because the last fire we had, the Apple Fire, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of, you know, heard one thing, but then was, something else was reported. Whatever. This one was just within minutes, they knew who it was, all information. Well, they, they knew, stayed there, yeah. Yeah. So there's no, like, kind of guessing on this one. Well, it's terrible. It's, it's a disaster. Not to mention the the arson fires that are happening up in Oregon from the BLM and Antifa communist uh, scumbags. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know we're always at danger of arson out here, and yeah. that's that's a very important thing. All right, so getting back to this, <clears throat> we're talking about the radios. This is why radio is important, folks. Right now, everybody's life is on your cell phone. All right, so. My cell phone's fully charged. It's sitting right here, and a fire goes through and takes out the cell phone tower. Your cell phone is sitting on the table next to me. Mm -hmm. My cell phone cannot communicate with your cell phone without checking into Big Daddy on the tower, correct? Correct. Yeah. So any kind of an emergency that would happen that would take out the cell phone towers, basically 98% of all of our communications here in the valley are gone. Yep, and that's exactly what happened yesterday in Forest Falls. Power went out, cell towers went down. Um, there's a lot of residents in Forest Falls that are diehards. They're going to stay. They're not going to evacuate. So families were concerned. So the deputies had to put their lives in danger to go out and do wellness checks. Mm-hmm. In Forest Falls is a one way and one way out. It's so a it's very, dangerous. And the whole southern side of that is so heavily timbered. It hasn't been... I heard it hasn't been burned in record history. Or logged. Or logged. Right. Yeah. It's, the only thing that happens is landslides. So you got oh, that to look forward to. That's going to be bad. Yeah. Because it's a steep slope. Well, I'm planning on buying some uh, 
property in Force Fall next summer nice. after the it's after the landslide. Yeah, after, after the landslide <laughs> season, it'll all be a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. We build on some new ground. Yeah, uh, but again, so that that particular area is extremely thick. It's one way in, one way out. Well, you could go over Mill Creek Jump Off, but you, you could better walk be, out. You better be a good shape. Driving out, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the, oh, see, yeah, and, and so they have to communicate with these folks. And basically, the deputies were just going out there handing out urns, right? It's like, look, fire comes through here, just stand in the urn, and then you're cremated. We just put the lid on when we come by later. You save your family a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a one stop shop right. kind of a thing because that fire that burned over Ukaipa Ridge, I have videos on my site. I'm going to guess six to 800 foot flames at some points when it came over Allen peak and mm-hmm. laws peak and it climbed up the side of that. I mean, the, the fire was so far up into the clouds uh, of smoke. I mean, the heat is unbearable You're You might not be burned by the fire, but if you're then a hundred yards of it, it's 2000 degrees. You're toast, right? You know, you never got burned, but you're dead. Yeah. So staying in a forest fire like that is not a great idea. And communications are always a great idea. It's the most, it's one of the most important things. Now those towers, um, I think there's a tower on little San Gregorio and I know there was some on, was it on Laws Peak had some towers? Uh, somewhere close to Allen. I saw some stuff. On Allen. Yeah. Or right, yeah. right over that way. If Laws is that close. Yeah. So I think Laws is the next one up. Yeah. That would have been it. Yeah. So this is Ukaipa Ridge folks. There's a lot of communications up there, uh, repeater stations and stuff. So we're going to talk about how to, to provide communication for your friends, for your family, in case of these disasters, which continually seem to be happening. We have a Disaster of the Month Club in California. It's bad. So what's our guess for October? September's fires, right? What's October? Earthquakes? Want to go with earthquakes? Eh, weather's changing. Things can happen. Yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got we got earthquakes as our best that we're going to have for our October surprise here going into okay, the- Okay, you're uh, calling it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can call it. What's left <laughs> on the board? On we have like a pool on the wall. What's left? Nice. Uh, there's tsunami. There's uh, <laughs> locusts. <laughs> Fire-breathing dragons. <laughs> the dragons, you know, that happened. I saw it on TV. It happens, right? So that's important, folks, that we stay prepared for what's going on because, unfortunately, it is coming our way. Firing Line Radio and your website site is w6rip radio adventures on youtube w6rip radio adventures on youtube we'll be right back after this hi folks philip Naiman from firing line radio show if you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one you'll be glad to have ccw safe on your side CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! 
Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our podcasts at FiringLineRadio.com where you get all the good stuff. And uh, we even do a lot of free giveaways and stuff like that. One of our sponsors, our product sponsors, is Civil Wear. Not Civil War. Not what's happening in Portland. Civil Wear. So Civil War with an E. Anyway, these guys make absolutely fantastic knives. Those of you who have come to our hunting seminars, you've seen them there. Um... They've got a great drop point fixed blade hunter that I like to carry. They just sent me out their newest edition, which is a scalpel folding knife. Now, this thing is awesome. It's very, very solid construction. Some of the scalpel knives I've seen are plastic and kind of mm-hmm. way too flimsy for me to want to hold a razor blade in them, right? Right. This sucker is absolutely solid, and it's it locks tight. Uh, it came with 10 blades. Uh, that should be a lifetime of use. But it's lightweight. It is a uh, replaceable razor blade. It's got a nice clip for your belt. It's uh, Kevin, what, how would you describe this here? It's just like a normal pocket knife. Like a Freddy Krueger finger. But it's a, it's a razor blade. <laughs> it's sharp. <laughs> now, this would be perfect. I mean, if you're out there and you're going to be cleaning an elk or skinning an elk or whatever else, um, you know, having the replaceable blade as opposed to carrying a uh, sharpening system it just saves a lot of weight. So backpacking, it's a perfect knife for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with two or three blades, you're going to get through an entire elk or a couple. For as long a couple as you seasons. avoid the bone. <laughs> the bone will probably dull these out pretty quick, but you got to be well, careful. Yeah, well, that's part of yeah. the rule is don't try and chop through bone with a, yeah. with a knife. It doesn't work for that. <laughs> be but Civil Wear, civilwear.com. Um, and and they, they do hatchets and other hunting knives. They got some great stuff and some some nice gear. So thank you very much to them. And we'll yeah, post a little video knife. about that later. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get dirty this year. Nice. So joining me back, I have Kevin Humbrighouse. He has W six R I P Radio Adventures on YouTube. Yes, he's got some great videos up there. And our purpose is we want to get people ready for whatever eventualities are happening. We're in very strange times. Uh, I've got a platform here to yak at you for an hour a week. Let's talk about how to prepare for the insanity that we're witnessing on a daily basis. Communications are important. Folks, if we lose electricity, we just heard about Forest Falls. Um, Angeles Oaks is under evacuation Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, It's important to have communications. You lose electricity, you don't have a cell phone. It's dead. Think of all the times you're using it. People use it for their navigation in their cars. I mean, no one has a map book anymore. No. Yeah. If you think about old times, it's just, how did it, how did you do that? <laughs> right. I, don't you know, know, I, I mean, uh, I, I ran delivery, so uh, the Thomas wow. Brothers Guide was my Bible. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, 121C4. <laughs> Right. So talk about, uh, let's say the three different types of communication people can have might be your base station, your vehicle and, and portable. So give us a rundown on that. Okay. So, um, obviously like Philip was saying, uh, when you don't have service, yeah, your battery, your phone has a battery, but when cell towers go down, like they did uh, last night in certain areas, you can't get a hold of your family. Um, your cell phones are, are useless. Um, so there's, you know, ham radio, and some there's really expensive ones and there's really cheap ones. And if it's you know not your thing, you know you don't need to invest in too much money. But I think I always say thirty dollars will save your life. And you picked up a few radios; they're probably in the fifty dollar range. Um, I paid sixty two. Did, did I get taken? Okay. Well, you got a couple watts extra. You know, <laughs> most radios are about put out about four or five watts. These ones do eight watts. Right, it's just a little extra, but. Um, these radios can get into repeaters. They can get into a lot of, um, like kind of, uh, 
you know, the community watch teams mm-hmm. will use these so they can talk to people, you know, down the street or around the corner. Um, a lot of these radios are, you know, you can use as a repeater, use repeaters to get far away or just line of sight. These, and these handheld radios will usually get about three to seven miles line of sight um, on the ground. So having a, a good system to be able to communicate, and I was, it's, sorry, it's really important that, you know, especially if you have people around town that can get in touch with each other during a disaster like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I do my YouTube channel, I like to show how these communications work and how radios are line of sight, uh, radio frequency goes line of sight, and the higher elevation you get, the further you can get. So, so where, I, where I live, we're at 4,000 foot elevation. Mm-hmm. So we basically, we might be able to get into the Palm Desert area and all the way out past the Redlands area from right. where I live. That's kind of the two different scopes on mm-hmm. that. You now, um, these these uh, radio, I got the Baofang, Baofang whatever, however you pronounce those. Mm-hmm. They're eight watt channels. Um, we talked about this on the radio on the show a few weeks ago. So I went ahead and I picked some up. I picked up one for every member of my family. And I don't have a base station because it's this is a life threatening situation. It's not a not the hobby side, right? right? I right. haven't my as my wife likes to tell me, I have enough hobbies. Yeah. Hobbies are my hobby. Right. right? <laughs> so so uh, I wanted what could I do in a situation that's gonna give us the best. And one of the things the guys was talking about were one of the most important parts of, of the radio is the antenna. Correct. It's not always about the radio. So the antenna, uh, they, most of these little handhelds will come with a, just, they call it the rubber duck. Um, it does okay close, but if you can double the size on your antennas, like I have over there and it's, you'll get a, like a three DB gain. Uh, every three DB is doubling your signal, doubling your strength. So just remember that three, if I ever refer to three DB, it's doubling. Uh, so you're, 5-watt radio with a 3 dB gain antenna is effectively putting out 10 watts. So the other ones was, um, I asked the name starts at the N. Nagoya. Na, the Nagoya, like mm-hmm. a 20-inch antenna, the big right. flexible ones on that is what they recommended. Yeah, the Nagoya is also a Chinese-made antenna, and it's good for the bale fangs. They have the nice same connectors. Uh, Comet makes them for you know uh, the ASU, the ICOMs. Comet and Diamond most make absolutely great antennas. Um, if you went the more ham route, amateur radio, you're looking at Yesus, Icoms, Kenwoods, those kind of radios. And they're up in the couple hundred dollar range. Now that, but that's your base station stuff. No, that's handhelds just well, handhelds. like this. Um, they're made in Japan, uh, and they are FCC legal. So with these, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of arguments on whether these are legal or not. Um they will I save like your them. life. That's why I like them. Yeah, yeah. they will save your life. And uh, and um, so there's a little number under when you take off the battery that has the uh, the license number on it. So uh, the reason why Chinese China can send these up and you can sell them, you know, buy them through Amazon, they're actually labeled as toys. Um, that's why they're so inexpensive. Uh, the filters on them aren't great. Um, so spurious emissions, different things like that. So, but they work. And they work can, great. You can access them. Yeah, and you can access them, and you can uh, set them up and use them for you know whatever comms you need, whether you're hunting or emergency purposes. Or now you said China and you said comms. Now this isn't that doesn't mean communist. It means communications. Right. <laughs> I guess you can say it is whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so um, this is the portable. What about on a vehicle? Now uh, 
Justin Justin Rex had him on the show a little bit ago, and he was talking about um, when he did his setup for his vehicle, he went high end. Mm-hmm. And he said, the problem is, if I ever have to leave the vehicle for whatever reason, I leave that high-end radio behind. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, most mobile radios uh, get in. You can get some for 200 300 and even up into five, six, 700 Just depends what you want and how safe you want to be. And if uh, some, some of these mobile rigs have, like mine, it just has a little faceplate. So I mounted my actual radio unit into my center console where it's out of sight and then i run the wire to a little magnet on my dash and it's a little mini faceplate that i can control the radio from and all i have to do is take it off put it in the thing and it's like it's never there Uh, so those are those are really good and they're nice and convenient but um they they do they get pricey and there's uh different radios that do digital modes analog modes and aprs aprs is another good thing it's a automatic packet reporting system um, so your radio will throw out a digital packet and sh- show your location, which way you're heading, how fast you're going. You know, it just depends what you want people to know about you, what, who you're trying to share it with. You can control that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you control everything. Every time I, you know, take a turn at a certain degree, it'll send out a packet if I want. If you want. But right. you can also turn that off. You can turn it off. Absolutely. I think Anytime. I want to turn mine off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you're, you're going out and you're meeting people at a, at a campsite around the middle of the desert... Say, hey, we're in the middle of the desert. Well, either you can send them coordinates or they can kind of see you on a, where you're at with the uh, APRS. Interesting. Yeah. So what would you recommend for people? Just to start out would be some one of these simple radios, these simple APRS radios. But what I would recommend first is getting your license so you learn how right. to use these radios. So can you help with that? Yeah. There's, um, there's lots of different ways to, to learn to take the technician exam. My f- Favorite way that I've taken uh, is called Ham Test Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay twenty bucks, you get a two year subscription, and it there's an it's a built algorithm that feeds you the questions that you need to learn. So, right. so let's we'll pick that up because it is important that we do this the right way, right? Um, for you law dogs. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain why. <laughs> I'll explain why. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get the podcast at 
FiringLineRadio.com. In case you haven't heard me say that before, it's spelled FiringLineRadio.com. Uh, joining me back here, I have Kevin Humbrighaus, W6RIP Radio Adventures on YouTube. This is going to be a lot of helpful advice. This guy is spending a lot of time, as you just heard, you know, climbed 42 peaks last year, 30 peaks this year. He's on the search and rescue team. He's up in the hills all the time. So he's got great on-the-ground practical information, and it's very, very important that we understand how to communicate with our friends and our uh, buddies, uh, given the fact we may have electrical outlets or outages within a in a state with a burgeoning population and that are taking down power plants, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that the sanity that is the insanity of excremento. So we're talking about licensing. Now, it's important for people to do things correctly, and you should have a ham license if you're operating these type of things, right? right. Correct. Um, getting a license is going to help you understand radio, understand how it works, uh, understand when it won't work in certain situations. Um, Not underwater? No. Yeah, definitely okay. not underwater. Right. Um, but uh, and when you get a radio, you want to practice with it. You want to use it. You uh, To use these frequencies legally, you have to have a call sign. And uh, if you go on to a repeater, if you happen to learn how to use the radio and pl plug in a repeater and you get on the repeater and you don't identify yourself, no one's going to talk to you. They'll call you a bootlegger. Um, so you'll quickly be discouraged because... Now, can they see the the... Is there a uh, footprint of your signal? They know no. what, what station you are. Or? No, they'll just you know if you uh, when you get licensed, you're legally supposed to identify every ten minutes. Okay. So if you get onto a repeater and you start talking, and you don't identify. They're going to call you out on it. Everyone knows. It's just to keep the trash off, you know, because like you know how CB turned out. It's a lot of garbage, and um, it's a lot of local garbage. But that's what we don't want on amateur radio. We don't want people messing with our comms. We, you know, this is a pretty professional. Uh, deal going on um so yeah definitely get licensed it's not hard uh it's 35 questions you gotta learn 400 questions but half of those questions you probably learned in high school it learns how to you know not burn down your house you know make sure positive positive negative negative and uh, you know red and black it's, it's a lot of stuff like that so that's that's why it's important now the test is online now you still have to go down in person right so you'd study and get to a point where you have to so find now you, out now you can areas. flunk in the privacy of your own home yes yes I and like then that. you take practice tests after practice tests and get it but <laughs> now it's great because uh you know the way that everything's going right now you can uh go into a zoom call with a, a volunteer examiner and get it over the you know get it online and take it online and then it's all it's comfort of your own home it's kind of neat Oh, very cool. So, yeah. And that's uh, hamtestonline. Hamtestonline will give you the test, and then you'll go to the ARRL website. And um, you can look on YouTube. There's a lot of different people that are doing the Zoom calls now to actually get your license. So that's another step. All right. So how often do you have to re renew your license? Uh, every 10 years. Okay, every 10. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like you have to take continuing education classes? No, nothing like that. You just pay. It was 15 bucks. Now, I think they're just they're talking about upping it to 50. They might have just upped it to 50, oh, which is no, you know, a couple bucks a year. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, definitely important. All right, so W6RIP Radio Adventures on YouTube. That's where you're going to want us to uh, subscribe to that station. So every time you're making weekly, you said... I tried to do weekly videos. That's and, a lot of work. And there's a huge community right now on ham radios. We're also on Twitter. A lot of us, people want to learn. You can find me on Twitter, W6RIP, and just ask questions. You can get to me direct messages. or you can. There's a lot of ham radio guys, a huge community right now, um, even on uh, uh, 
YouTube with Ham Radio. We got the Ham Radio bunch. Tons of information. If you want to learn, I I learned how to shoot from YouTube, watching Rex. You know that you yeah, can yeah. learn anything you want from YouTube University. So Ham Radio is a huge a huge thing going on right now, and you can learn a lot of stuff. And just in the comment sections, you can ask questions, and they're going to get back to you. All right now, I'm going to go to some of your professional uh, experience in the last couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. You've been on several large fires that we've had in our local area. You've mm-hmm. been evacuating. Tell me some of the things you've seen, some of the things you've been impressed with people doing, some of the things that that you haven't been impressed with them doing. Something that on our team, we're, uh, because of my radio background, I got, um, I'm got i the tech committee, the chairman now. So You're the new Tom Zeke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're, you know, we go out and we practice different areas, and I'm trying to teach everybody how to hold the radio, what where to get to. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, oh. everyone, you know, you don't hold it sideways. <laughs> so just a quick lesson, uh, vertical polarization and horizontal polarization. So different bands do different things, but you want to hold that radio straight up and down to get the best signal out. Yeah. And how far away from your face? Yeah, uh, depends on your mic gain on your thing, but you want to hold your hold it pretty close to your mouth, uh, and you turn your radio at a ninety degree angle. Exactly, and uh, that way you don't get all those pops. Pop, yeah, pop, pop, the thing. Pop, pop. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. So something I teach all the guys, and we also got into getting garments, um, making sure there's. I, I say always say there's like three really important things in communication. Um, you have your radio, you have your Garmin, but even like in certain points, your cell phone, if you can get up to a mountaintop to a peak, you can get in, you know, line of sight to a cell tower in a local city, your radio, your, your, um, cell phone can work, can work, you know, high up on the mountains. Now we actually did that, um, just as I was leaving the team, we were working with the ESRI, they had some software. If somebody called in just 911 we were able to track out what side of a foothill they were sitting on Mm -hmm. you know actually because of the different angles they could tell where the call came from or was generated from within a couple hundred yards right that was huge for locating people yeah and now you can even um with sartopo if they take a photo and send it to a friend uh we can get that photo and look at the angle of the sun and uh the way the sun's hitting the photo and we could you can kind of figure out where they are with that really neat <laughs> yeah you're not getting uh, away no yeah but if you can at least get your uh there we had one rescue where the guy was able to climb up high enough to get a uh, signal into palm springs and then we could teach him how to use the the compass on his phone and he was able to read his coordinates and we had kind of pinpointed his coordinates within 500 yards so we and then that just solidified it like we knew the team knew where to go so here's the other thing folks learn to use your compass before you go outside mm-hmm Yep, you got your. I mean, your your you got one in your cell phone, but you're never no. going to have a battery. You can't no. rely on that one. You have your second. You know, you have your secondary like navigation unit. See, now I was the old guy on the team. I loved paper and my compass, mm-hmm. especially when the the newer you know stuff wasn't that good ten years ago. Yeah, um, or fifteen when I was on it. But um, you, you know, you're in the heavy trees. Well, there aren't any trees anymore, but yeah, <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the heavy trees. You don't get a full satellite link up. Um, the old days, they'd, they would track their thing, and, and when they got to the end, they just had a black squiggly line that told them nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, But to learn your compass, I should probably do a show on that. Orienteering is absolutely there's, crucial. There's um, Corporal's Corner on YouTube. Corporal's Corner? Corporal's Corner. Um, awesome, simplified way to learn how to use your compass. I, that helped me so much when I was... Uh, yeah, I, stuff. I loved the compass work and, you know, no one else really liked it, but it was like, 
it takes extra time. You got to be patient, but it's it's yeah. a it's a you need that skill. You have to carry that extra heavy map that's like four ounces. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your little two ounce plastic compass. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's but it's you have to have that skill set, especially mm-hmm. you know we're talking about um, directions and stuff. And your cell phone. If your cell phone goes down, do you have a map in your car? You know, do they even make Thomas uh, guides Thomas anymore. Brother guides anymore? Right? Yeah. I think yeah, they might. You might find some on eBay. Get some old ones just for your <laughs> yeah, area. They're, they're definitely not updated. No, why yeah. would they? But everything's gone digital. But when digital's not there, what's your backup plan? So I really think you know the next couple of weeks on these shows as we get through October, we're going to talk about what is your game plan? How mm-hmm. do you step it up? What's your what's your game plan for power? Right. Which are not the kind of power the Democrats are looking for. I'm mm-hmm. talking. Stick your finger in a volt power. Yeah, you know, power. What's, your, what's your game plan for power? What's your game plan for food, for water, for communications, for transportation? I think these are, you know, obviously we're talking about the shooting sports and so forth and self-defense. But this is bigger things I want to focus on going right. forward here. So um, anything else you want to go over? Uh, no, this is this is great. Like I said, anybody can reach out to me if they have any other questions. We only have a certain amount of time to talk about things, and we can't really get into detail on certain things. So you can reach out to me on Twitter or YouTube, and uh, I'd be W six R I P on Twitter. No, W six R I P on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and your YouTube is W six R I P Radio Adventures. Right on YouTube, and I, I get back to all my questions. So. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. This is what I like to do. I like to share it. I like to get the knowledge out. Uh, there's in, you know, there's so much out there that it's hard to fathom how many different things that we can do to to help our situation uh, when disaster occurs. So you yeah. got to plan it out. Well, now you're on search rescue team. I was on search rescue team. We found out originally, right? You, not search rescue team. You, the victim, are the first responder. You are the first responder. It's right. how you how you react in your situation that's going to determine your outcome. So it's important that you have the information, the knowledge, the skill set to protect and provide for yourself. It's a personal responsibility. You yeah. have to be able to take care of yourself. How many search and rescue members are there? Uh, we're in the 50, 60 range. Right, 60. Right how many people had to be evacuated? Oh, thousands. Yeah. Thousands, yeah. 50 yeah. for thousands. That's one mm-hmm. city, one canyon. Right. So, folks, you are the first responder, yeah. right? Don't look for the guys in yellow or orange. You, you, you are responsible for yourself. Yep. Just run that scenario through your head. Exactly. Kevin, thank you very much for all you do. W6RIP Radio Adventures on YouTube. W6RIP on Twitter. We'll see you there. Awesome. Take care, guys. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.